Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about Lock and Key on Netflix, as well as the comic books by Joe Hill. There we go. And Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the season two finale of Lock and Key titled oh. Cliffhanger. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it because spoilers, ahoy. But big, ahoy. big moves happen in this episode. Huge things. Uh, as this we- was so <laughs> stressful. What a stressful watch. The first half of this episode was eh, not easy. Well, they essentially what, what they do, not completely, but they wrap up the story from the first two seasons in this episode, which is something as a comic book fan, I certainly didn't expect in any yeah. way. Though I think, Justin, you correctly predicted at least part of it in the last podcast episode. So you saw it coming. You prognosticated it. But or brief- you watched ahead, you fucking cheater. I, I did not. And I would not do that. And I would especially not with an episode this emotional. Could I have just casually predicted what was going to happen <laughs> like an ice cold monster? I would have been sobbing. So the big events that happen in this episode is they finally take the fight to dodge at Gabe's stronghold. The house collapses around him, but ultimately Tyler is able to unlock Dodge and Gabe, eliminating the demon there, freeing Lucas Echo to be alive. We also get Ellie gets turned back from her dodge form. This episode reunites with Rufus. And by the end of the episode... All the locks are in very different places. Bodhi has offered up the memory key to Nina. Tyler has decided not to use the memory key and instead going on a road trip with his best friend, Gracie, the car. And last but not least, we got a huge cliffhanger here as Eden releases an echo of Captain Frederick Gideon, who, if you remember, was also infected with a demon back in the day. He kills Eden and leaves. And that's where we're left at the end of the episode, teeing up season three, which has already been filmed, mind you. So it is coming. Ugh. There's no questions there. Oh, wow. Is it coming tomorrow? God, I hope so. I need it right now. The next now. day. Yeah, yes. I need it. Yesterday? Is it already on? Oh, uh, let's get back to watching. Before we get into specifics about the episode, I do want to talk about the season as a whole, now that it is in the rearview mirror. And already? as I intimated earlier, for comic book fans, this is huge. They've essentially... Oof. With some exceptions here, gone through the first six volumes of the comic book, i.e. all the stuff that we have in the present at the current moment. Uh, there's still uh, more material potentially to adapt out of those books, as well as uh, the Golden Age books that go back in time. And there's a little bit coming down the road in terms of uh, World War Key is something that Joe and Gabriel have been working on for a very long time. Or That least- seems intense talking about for a very long time though apparently season three is going to be none of that stuff it's going to be entirely original so that's going on but regardless we wrapped up the dodge game story here how'd you feel about all of it 
All right. Well, first off, there was like eight questions in that. I mean, let's let's uh, let's slow it down <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Let's the have season... the question key so we can unlock yeah, Alex yeah, a little Christ. bit here. I got a lot uh, of questions. So I I first off, I'm just as excited as you are. A lot happened this episode as a season overall. <laughs> oh, I boy. thought it was. Can I just interrupt for a second? I know I've gone yeah. too far when Pete is like, can you calm down a little bit? Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. Exactly. That's the voice of day. reason down here? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, as the season uh, as a whole was really exciting. I, as someone who held the kind of source material uh, very highly, I was impressed with the way they kind of walked the line of giving the readers uh, a little bit, but also doing new things and kind of exploring this as a new medium and not. Uh, holding too close to it where it would, uh, you know, kind of feel like one of the, this felt like its own thing grew out of something great. And uh, I, I had a lot of fun this whole season. There was a lot of really cool moments uh, overall. And uh, yeah, I was very happy and impressed and thought it was a great season. Justin, what about you? I mean, so good. And the way they structured the season was great we didn't have a lot of like wasted episodes in the middle where it was just like here's some stuff we're building toward the end of the season they went hard had a huge like the like climax in the middle of the season where the lock family was truly at their uh nadir they were in the lowest position they could be at the same time that gabe and eden who we were following for most of the first half of the season um before we transition to following the locks as they go from the bottom all the way up to this episode where they fight the fight uh, and win uh, here in a way that I could not see coming. And then we get the reveal of a villain that maybe is scarier and um, less easily manipulated uh, than than Dodge. Uh, and ju- as the song is playing at the end, bring the lion out. Oh, this is going to be a real problem um, coming down. Yeah, it's going to be a real problem. <laughs> it's going to be a real problem. Yeah, like yep. you touched on, I just always appreciate go for broke storytelling. It's harder to do when you're leaving it all on yep. the table, you know, rather than going, oh, we got a five season plan and we're walking towards the five season plan here. It felt like and I think something we've talked around quite a bit over the course of these 10 episodes is that. Gabe almost purposely so is compromised as a villain, right? Like he has his feelings for Kinsey. He's not making the best plans. Eden is smarter than him about this stuff, but even she is very reckless when she goes forward. So it would have been easier, I think, to figure out a way like, ooh, they escaped the building at the end and what's coming on and then they're going to attack everybody in season three. But it's much smarter and better to wrap up their stories, to have them have this end here and then move forward with this bigger bad that we're going to have, which I, is exciting. You know, I don't know about all that. Like, you know, you're judging it and making it seem like, uh, you know, it's something. I, as someone who's just kind of enjoying the content that I'm getting. Oh, real man of the uh, people over uh, here. Yeah. We, we, should, should, uh, we should interrupt. You, Pete, uh, the underlying thing here, I think, is you're upset because since the very first episode of the show, you were a Ginsey shipper, Gabe and Kinsey. <laughs> and now that's it. never going to happen. And this is a breakup. This, this is, is a, a big breakup. breakup. This is huge. Don't, don't put. I'm starting to think maybe they're not endgame. I just think it was what's what was crazy about the comic and uh, uh, something that like there was this thing of like who's safe, 
who is going to be okay. And the fact of like, they pulled that well move at the end that even somebody who has read the, I was like, holy, you know, like this was such a crazy move uh, to kind of put right at the end of the season. Uh, I, I was very impressed with it and very kind of like, you know, I didn't have this academic of like, okay, whatever you were saying, but I just think that like <laughs> nobody's safe. Uh, even in this kind of like, we were nicer to Nina than in the comic books. It's still like this creepy kind of like holy shit factor that made the the comic so great. Uh, they took it soft a little bit in some spots in the show, but then that move really kind of ratcheted things up to be like season three is going to be fucking insane. That sounds a lot like some pretty hoity-toity criticism you're dropping, Pete. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why you're knocking Alex when you're sitting on top of your ivory tower just as well. Yeah, and Justin, I just wanted to thank you for bringing your street smarts to this otherwise book smart Exactly. I'm sort of a bare-knuckle television (laughs) observation uh, where I just don't pull any punches. Crack! That was a well-filmed. Bang! An emotional scene. Mm -hmm. And the other little asterisk here is I have a pretty strong suspicion that we haven't seen the last of Gabe and Eden on this show. I don't think they're necessarily going to come back as the big bads, but... First of all, uh, I interviewed them for work, and when I asked them, will you potentially be back, or are you dead, like it says in the press notes? Oh, and just so you should be, you're wondering, what does Alex do for work, if you don't know? He works in a bean factory, yeah. <laughs> um, and they happen to be touring the bean factory, and he stopped and interviewed them. I mean, we have stars come through the bean factory all the time, wondering, how do you make the beans? Uh, yeah, people love beans. Baked beans. We get it. It's Beans are great. Yeah, Griffin Gluck, who plays Gabe, is actually going to be in a uh, biopic of the guy who invented cans of beans um, going forward, uh, Mr. Bean. Sure. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you've done all your research. On that. This is bad. I just work here. I just work here. I'd, I'd like to hear the person who invented cans specifically of beans. Uh, he took the great invention, the can, and was like, "What if we put beans in it?" Yeah, you got all these empty like, cans here. You've invented empty cans. What if we put beans? <laughs> what if we put beans in them? So <laughs> I talked to them, and normally when it's like you're dead on a show, yeah. you're like, yeah, that's it. It was really I had a great time on the show, but that's it for me. Very excited to watch it as a fan going forward. Even if you're trying to keep it secret that maybe you're going to be back in some surprise capacity, that's the typical line that people say. Both of them were like Griffin Glucks very specifically just sort of waggled his eyebrows at me and it was like try transcribing Wagged. that. And then Holly and Jones said, uh, well, we'll see, dot, dot, dot. Added the information that she was on our live show a couple of months back, and I believe she was like, looking forward to filming season three. <laughs> so there's ways of bringing them back. There's the identity key. Definitely. Uh, you can come, they could come back as echoes. They could be henchmen for Frederick Gideon. So even though they are dead, I think there's ways of seeing them again. Dead. I mean, you know, Eden died off panel, so, you know, you mm-hmm. know who knows? Yeah, I mean the yeah she could definitely be alive, and also the way that uh, the way this ends, bringing back a historical figure, I feel like we might get a key from the comics of the time shift key, which um, allows people to observe the past, and I think that could really play in. 
So why don't we talk about some excuse me specific moments in the episode? Then I yes, assume we'll please. come back to I'd like to three speculation after that. Pete, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to circle back around something that uh, Justin mentioned. There, there, we have this beautiful shot of the kind of like what we think is maybe Dodge kind of walking down the street at night, and it's like uh, this creepy, magical, amazing thing. And then you see her walking in the yellow house. And my first thought was like, uh, nobody's there. I don't know why you're going there. Like uh, they all moved out. Like, oh, I don't know who you expect to see. And this slow kind of like reveal that it's Ellie was just such an emotional, crazy, like, holy shit uh, moment that I, I wanted to know, like, when did you guys know who it was? At what point? Um Last I guess um, the very first moment, the very beginning. Yeah, uh, you you knew it right away. Well, we the did way talk about the, it on the last yeah. episode of the podcast, so I think that's what I do. But let huh. me say, like, I agree with you. That was a very cool shot, shot and it was framed like a horror shot. To your point, yeah, exactly. So it definitely was meant light to fog be like behind her. It was it was creepy and beautiful. And just the first sort of third or maybe like quarter of the episode had so much horror in it. And I thought that was awesome. Like a show that has built so much uh, character tension, emotional tension between these people. And then to go full on like horror visuals, I thought was awesome. When uh, Matuku shows up bringing Nina home, like the whole thing was uh, terrifying and awesome. Oh, when he Uh, leaned in. Oh my God. That was, well, and I also really, and I understand the utility of not having her there, but I really missed Layla D. Oliveira, who plays Dodge. She's great. She's, She's a so good. very good villain. They, yeah. We had that quick right shot. out of the comic books. It feels like, totally. and the, the comic version of her was so creepy and amazing. Actor uh, who plays is just killing it. And even though it doesn't exactly totally make sense, the game's like, well, I'm going to turn into Dodge now for this final battle. I still appreciated it because it yeah. worked for Vivi visually because she is way more threatening than Gabe ever was. Well, I, let me throw this out. Um, that First off, that shot was awesome. I mean, the fact that they had the, the elevator played so hard into the mm-hmm. final battle, I thought was yeah. sort of funny and, and great. But the scene, worth it for the, the identity key going into Gabe as the door closes and then the door opening on Dodge. Such great. a great so visual good. idea. But I do think, uh, I know you're saying it was more of like a production or actor choice there but i think dodge would be like i'm gonna go fight tyler i will have an edge if i'm dodge he doesn't care about gabe but he there was a relationship there um as i've stressed a lot it must be weird for tyler and kinsey to have both you know had something come on come on would you stop with that would you (laughs) what why aren't we talking about that well i think that's maybe one of the reasons that tyler drove away he got away he was like i can't um but yes i thought that was so cool. I mean, let's talk more about that battle in a sec. But to talk about Ellie, I think sort of the Ellie stuff was really just a win. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of underlying drama here or like nothing bad came of it for a change. Like uh, Ellie shows up. We do the key test with with Bodhi, which I thought was great. And then we just get this great her identity changes. And then we get this truly emotional reunion with Rufus. I was like, oh, I'm crying. I did the something. Roof. Her before the Rufus thing was great and really like brought tears to my eyes. Oh my god, I was the balling. Lucas thing was great too because Ellie's yes, whole yes, yes, arc yes. is that she went to the well house. She couldn't live without Lucas. It was weighing on her for so long. She brought him back, and that's what caused pretty much all of this. 
Like, not yeah. all of it, because he was infected with the demon to begin with, and they made the mistake and killed him. But it, her bringing him back is the thing that set off this chain of events. And to see the pure Lucas without the demon attached and see them reconnect, I thought was really beautiful, too. I also like yeah. the Bodhi moment where he's like, yeah, we met when you were a demon. <laughs> yeah. And also the fan. <laughs> the way they, when Lucas appears there, I was like, the way, I don't know what they did, but I was like, that's an echo. That feels like an echo. And it was just like a normal shot of an actor. And I was mm-hmm. like, they did, that's an echo right there. Like, it was just yeah. awesome. Did you, did you buy the explanation of what happened in terms of unlocking, killing the Gabe Dodge demon and then leaving just Lucas as an echo? Yes. Okay. Because there's no, in an echo, there's no blood to be spoiled by whispering demon uh, transformational iron. So I, I totally buy that that Lucas just emerged and Dodge uh, melted away into nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, there was a moment there where I was like, wait, what? Conspiracy. Yeah. But I think it, I think it worked out and it is purely Lucas. The stuff with Ellie, like we mentioned, was great. Reuniting with Rufus was great as well. The the Rufus, like when they went to the like him slow motion running, I was fucking losing my mind. The actor playing Lucas just killed that. That was so beautiful, so amazing, like oh, just unbelievable. Now the other thing, though, which we talked about in the last episode, is. Are we going to find out what happened to Ellie Dodge, uh, potentially? Because she is not chock full of demons like we talked about. She seems fine. I have some questions. Um, Everyone talks about being in the demon place and it being, like, pretty shitty. She comes out pretty chill and no one's like, hey... Did you ever, did you talk to the demons? Are you, like, a demon? Spent a lot of time in the demon verse. Like, uh, how was that? Yeah, if like every weekend I was down at like the Hell's Angels bar, I think you'd be like, hey, man, what's up? And I'm like, nothing. Just <laughs> yeah. hanging out. All good. Chill. Yeah, I would respect your privacy. <laughs> yes. <me too. laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Let's let's jump over and talk about Tyler's arc a little bit, because that feels like one of the big arcs, not just of the episode, but also of the season where we do ultimately get him first reacting to the death of Jackie at the beginning, pushing off Nina, being the one who ultimately unlocks Dodge and saves the day, and then at the end, rejecting the memory key and driving off on his own. So how did you feel about this arc and what moments jumped out to you in particular? Well, also, I also like the Tyler kind of hat moment where he was like, it seemed like thinking about his dad and kind of having a moment. Uh, I thought that was also really beautiful. Um, but yeah, I I think it's Tyler really kind of paying homage to Jackie and what she was saying about growing up. And also, like, <laughs> you know, after all that, I could see, like, I need some space to think about some things before I can kind of make any big decisions. So, like, you know, sometimes you got to just ride off in your sweet, unbelievable, gifted car that uh, someone spent a lifetime rebuilding and just is going to hand over to you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I loved it, and I could have used more <laughs> shots of the car uh, and then him driving in it. <laughs> Next uh, season, it's just going to be Tyler Oh, I hope it's a road to, trip season. Yeah, Life is time. a Highway playing 45 minutes oh, yeah. 10 times in a row. On repeat. Finally, the show everyone wants. 
regular keys. <laughs> Lock and regular, and regular keys. keys. Yeah. The, this one goes about, to my apartment. What did you think about Tyler's arc, Justin? I thought it was great. I thought the emotional moments we get at the top where he truly just can't even speak. Um, Tyler's yeah. there at the ambulance. Uh, just like that guy, that hit me so hard. And then the way that you see Tyler fighting so hard and sort of emerging uh, through this, like they're an absolute strike team in this uh, battle with Gabe. And we should uh, talk about that a little bit more specifically, I think. But then he comes out and I think he feels like his dad. I think he feels like he is sort of really wrestled with the idea of his father. And he's like, I need to I need to wander for a bit. I need to get away from this to get some perspective. But my prediction is. Um, like he watches the Jack. First off, he watches the Jackie video and deletes it. Like he's oh. ready to move past all of this. And that was that the, was a video that huge, huge. A video that he made for uh, to try to help Jackie and to have the him watch that now and see video. how much has changed. That's not what we're calling it. Um, no, that's what it's called. Uh, to have him watch it now was so um, upsetting and delete it. And he's moving on. My prediction. Season three will kick off with Tyler returning from his road trip to find Keyhouse very changed. Or better idea, it starts with him on the road trip, and then we no. get him coming back home. You know what I mean? Like He's going to really come back of, in a, a more sensible car, like a oh, Hyundai go fuck Cilantro. Yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> a Hyundai Cilantro? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a Hyundai Cilantro? <laughs> you know, I some that's people, a car. Some people, when that's they a drive a Hyundai Cilantro, it tastes like dirt to them. But that's like a genetic thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cilantro. <laughs> you don't know anything about cars. Nope, not a thing. You should be, give me your car keys. You're not allowed to have it. I don't have I a know car. about other I Name modern cars all sound the same and look the same. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's well, a ridiculous. Need, well, name a sensible sedan, Pete. Uh, uh, Honda VW, Accord. VW Jetta. Hmm. Fancy. Fancy over here. <laughs> Cars and dogs, uh, man. I can't tell them apart. I'm sorry. Anyway, you can't you can't tell cars apart from dogs. I don't. I keep trying to drive dogs. <laughs> that's not good. That's <laughs> good thing you gonna, live in New York City where you don't have to drive. Yeah. That's gonna get a you real trouble. issue. Yeah. Hey, buddy, can you uh, can you pull out? I'm trying to park my dog. <laughs> anyway, yes, we should talk about the big battle. Why don't we do that now? Since we keep bouncing around it, what did well, you I think that about this be epic conversation? Uh, in particular, uh, wild to me that it happened in the middle of the episode, like about 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love that because it went hard and fast into it. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's it's on. It's on. Um, and yeah. it, it just caught me off guard in a way that I think made it all the more exciting. I love the use of the angel key as a reveal here was great. Um, Kinsey's plan as a distraction worked in two ways. First, the emotional way that Gabe's like, oh, she just killed herself. I'm upset. And then she reveals that she had found a new key and is attacking them before they even realize that there was a whole attack coming um, from Tyler and, and Duncan and Scott. And great. And the moment I just want to highlight before I turn it back over to you, when Scott turns on the Hercules key and starts wrecking shop, I was like, that I teared up just out of excitement there. Oh, that was wow. so dope. Uh, I want to kind of like the the kind of like Gabe Kinsey, like, hey, you know, like how they kind of do that when they see each other at spooky, weird times. Like the use Kinsey. of that in the last episode was just so like when I think it was one of the minions talking to him and it's like Kinsey. He's like, yeah, 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 Kinsey. And he's like, no. Kinsey's yeah, here and it was like 
hate, hate, like just, uh, just so great. I love the fact that Gabe had no questions about how Kinsey got on his balcony. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and we do get the reveal later that is the angel key, but he's so focused on her. He's not thinking about anything else. Like we mentioned before, she is 100% his weakness. I like the line where he says he still has a human soul here because I feel like that provides a lot of retroactive explanation for how he has been acting over the course of the season. He's not pure demon. He does care about her in a certain way, but this is also very important as Kinsey's hero moment, bringing Together, her arc, not just from this season, but I think both seasons, her stepping up, like we've talked about, she finally has her fear again. She is a whole human being. She's able to step up and become a hero here um, and a total badass taking the crowd but, of shadows, using that, taking down But Dodge. also the reality of, like, you know, she puts it on, has a badass moment in the house, and she immediately loses it. Yeah, they're like, still ah, kids. Not. They're still yeah, kids. Exactly. Like, they're not a yeah. team of elite military personnel. They're still, like, fighting demons, and they don't exactly you just know what they're doing. plug elite military personnel in the middle of our podcast? That was weird. This week's podcast is brought to you by elite <laughs> military personnel. If you're looking for military personnel who are not your regular types, but in fact, top tier, check out elite military personnel at elite military personnel. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Okay. Apply there. directly Great. to SEAL Team 6. They are taking uh, uh, <laughs> junior anybody. interns. Yeah, you could just walk right in and sign up for um, SEAL Team 6. To, to your point, Alex, um, Kindy is like, screaming, you want to fight? Let's fight. Like yeah. like a kid in the middle of a fist fight, the way, same way that she did when she was fighting Eden, I, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. What about Bodhi? We should talk about Bodhi and what's going on with him in this episode. He's mostly stuck at home again and out of oh. the main fight, which is a bummer. Yeah, super but, heartbreaking. But I did love his scene at the end with Nina. I thought that whole sequence. Oh, beautiful. Nina's arc finding her completely at a loss, not knowing what to do, Bodhi understanding that and using the idea that Tyler has given up his memory to put Nita in a position where she can accept it and she can be part of this circle and giving her that gift, that beautiful scene with Rendell with the cinnamon buns. Oh, uh, oh. so good. Well, and um, it also, but- uh, I'll note, it shows a tremendous amount of restraint that this is, I think, the first time that we've seen Rendell all season long They've talked about him here and there, but he hasn't been as strong of a presence as he was in season one. So giving us that poignant moment at the end with Dina and Rendell makes it all the more powerful because we haven't seen him in a good long while. And well, also and the Nina, Bodhi asking Nina, like, was it a good memory? And it was the memory of him. Oh, yeah. Just kills me. For kills Nina, me. A, char- a character that has sort of been long suffering this season and for the show to build the season to this is sort of the climax. This is the emotional climax of this episode and the season. We got rid of, we moved past all the fight stuff, all the stuff you expect to be at the end of a season. And this is actually where they spend their time and emotional effort here and really take their time with this moment. Like she walks around and gets to touch a lot of stuff. It really takes some time. Um, I thought it was really, uh, I was surprised they went that way, but like, I thought it was so successful and so gratified they did. And the sort of the weird, like him saying three is a magic number, these like hyper specific character moments for Rendell. And he's such a figure that like the lock kids, we revere, even though we don't, like you're saying, we don't know him hardly at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to miss like uh, some of the, 
I want to circle back to the action stuff, but um, just I think it was one of those things where kind of like all season you're seeing Nina kind of be shoved aside by her family and like we got to put her somewhere so we can go battle this. And the fact that like Bodie, who is the voice of reason in this show, is like, no, I've got to kind of give my mom at least a chance or give her some kind of like. Uh, things here that we all benefit from, but we're excluding her from. So it was nice to see that it was like, hey, let's do right by moms here finally. So um, to kind of really make it like everybody's in on what's happening, I thought was something that was overdue and super powerful. I did like the idea that Bodhi went up to his mom and was like, hey, mom, stick this key in the back of your neck. And back of like, your neck. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see what happens, I guess. You know, and, and works, also my, you, no, like no warning, like it's going to make the creepiest fucking noise <laughs> and probably feel like the worst thing you've ever felt. Yeah, but. How does it feel? They don't talk about that because I cringe every time that happens, not just because of the sound, it feels like it jabs <sighs> directly into your spine, probably gives you screaming pain. And then you're like, oh, nah, um, now I, I can walk weird. in my head. It's like putting a chopstick in jello. That's oh. <laughs> that so weird. Terrible. Why? That's Why what I think. You, oh my god, oh. that was just too much. It's like but, if there was a human tooth inside a big Jello, and you were using a chopstick to just try to get it out. I do That's really, what I, think. I do really like this key showdown that we get, where it's like, what can be? Sorry, just real quick question. In that scenario, are you trying to get the tooth out so you can eat the Jello still, or? Uh, yeah, it, you're trying to get the tooth out to put back in your mouth so that you can then really <laughs> nosh on some Jello. Yeah, oh, yeah. you boy. need teeth for Jello. That's, some J. That's rolled up one. When, when I say I'm noshing some J, it means I'm eating Jello. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So you know, the only thing that can really take down the uh, chains key is the super vine key. So I thought that was a fun kind of like showdown of badass keys there and uh i was excited that uh we got the chain key and the vi- i did at the end of the episode i really wanted like a key count like i wanted everybody to be like okay what do we got because there was like a satchel of keys passed yeah. back and i was like i need to know what's in that bag need it, got it, need it, it, it got is, it. is the chain key in there because that's like uh well, we know it seems like Maybe this was just easy, easy visual shorthand, but it seems like the only keys the locks have at this point, I guess, though this doesn't seem accurate, are the alpha key, the omega key, and the demon key, because that's what Tyler hands to Kenzie. No, that, no I think that's incorrect. They, though, I think right? they have, yeah, they have, those are just the important keys. And let me okay. just say, let's just break that demon key up into pieces. Like, we don't need to keep yeah, that. Yeah, we don't need that. Only problem, that. only problematic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think they have all the keys. Uh, may, I guess maybe Dodge uh, died with the plan. They didn't key. have the ghost key. Eden had that. No, Eden has the echo key and the anywhere key, which I they oh, they yeah. did a good job a couple of episodes back where Gabe was like, not yeah. taking the echo key and he put it in the thing, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then it's of course Eden ends up with the two keys that can really cause the most problems for the world going forward. Now, before we get back to the ending, I do want to talk about Duncan a little bit because he had a big arc over the course of the season. And I really felt they did a nice, relatively subtle job of bringing it to a close by having him be the one 
who can control the demon key ultimately um, because he realizes his blood was used to make the key. He can control the demons with his voice. And his whole arc was going from not having his memory, not having any power, not having any control over his own life to having control over others. And that brings it to a nice emotional close. Yeah, that was uh, super key information that got revealed <laughs> right at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was definitely like alpha, uh, alpha to the omega key information. Yeah, um, they planted I, it there, and then they matchsticked it up with what happened on screen. Yeah, wow. he truly was the angel uh, in this key situation. The I thought that was <laughs> such a cool moment, um, and it's such a surprise. And I love that they didn't spend a lot of time. With him being like, I feel connected to them or something. Yeah, He's just yeah. like, stop. Oh, I think I can control them because it's my blood and the key. Go get them. And then that's all we <laughs> do. That's it. We don't have yeah. to then go back, explain it or whatever. Like, again, no a smart show that yeah. knows yeah. what information we need and knows what we don't need. Yeah. Uh, I also other- liked in that moment that the demon key had a little pillow that it sat on. Just Aww. a sweet little napping place mm-hmm. for the demon key in its little safey safe. Boop. Just got to put it down <laughs> on my pillow. Yeah. And that's a great spot. If you have a tiny pillow, a great place to keep your teeth if you're making jello, your human teeth. <laughs> oh my God. If you're noshing some J. Yeah, noshing J. Yeah, yeah. We all know. Yeah. We could probably talk about Scott real quick because it turns out he is going to Rochester, which must have been very exciting. I'll see you there, buddy. <laughs> What's I'll the restaurant the- where they Yuck. serve garbage plates? What's the famous garbage plate restaurant? Empire Hots. No, yeah, it's funny. Nick Tahoe's. Nick Tahoe's. That was a quick club. Yeah, I was trying to plug my favorite spot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, ah, got you. You thought it was this one thing, restaurant you've never heard of. It was another restaurant you've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Rochester gotcha. You got to gotcha yourself when you're in Rochester. Well, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is going to learn how to make garbage plates in Rochester. So we should see that pay off, I think, in the next season. Season three, baby. Live from the Rochacha. Let's do it. Awesome. And the last person we should probably talk about before we get back to that ending is Hot Josh and everything going Hot on with Josh. Evil Josh. Thank Hot you. Hot Josh. Hot Josh tears up all of his research, which even Eden is like, why are you doing that? That's historical yeah. record. Yeah. This seems. And yeah. then <laughs> tries to get back together with Nina, but she does a classic I choose myself and it knocks him to mm-hmm. the side. He's going to whoa, go, whoa, 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 whoa. First off, okay. Evil Josh is coming back and she's like, cool, that's nice. But you were kind of a fucking dick to me. So, like, I need a little time is smart on her behalf. And don't fucking, you know, give her any slack for that. All right. He's taking his daughter snowboarding. That's very cool. He's a so what? He doesn't get points for that. Snowboarding is he's been the shitty father for like most of the season. The opposite of studying history. And it's very cool. Uh, Snow, he unlocked you. the dad key, the cool dad key, when he's like, yeah, let's yeah. go, enough of this demon stuff. Let's go snowboarding, James. Yeah. You know what they say? Those who do not snowboard are doomed to repeat it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make, uh, it, it doesn't no. make any sense. <laughs> I don't know why they say that. It's nonsense. Um, but I do think um, Hot Josh is going to be around in season three is my prediction. And I feel like no, because his, it's his. got to get rid of evil Josh. It's his ancestor who is mm-hmm. going to become the villain here. He will have a factor. Damn it. 
I, I, I mean, right. I'll mention when I talked to Meredith Avril, co-showrunner for my day job at the Bean Factory, mm-hmm. she yes. uh, she came for a tour as well. Um, Is I it tough her, because Justin's a line producer, so he's the one walking up to you and being like, faster, more beans! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a bean line problem. producer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's sad to say that Anytime I'm actually a bean counter. Anytime there's a line, Justin is there to produce it. Yeah. You should come by sometime, Pete. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Just It'd hang out. Fun. We'll give you a tour. Of the oh, I love it. We'll show you how they get into cans, which is <laughs> great. pretty cool. Much and I'll be like, get in line. I'm trying to produce a line over here. Get in line. In oh, any man. case... The uh, main thing that I wanted to mention here is she said the watchword for the next season is family. So to your point, that definitely indicates to me that we're going to get. Wait, wait, Josh. wait. You asked her what a watchword would be for the no, next I'm season? The phrase watchword. Oh. The, uh, she had told me what before kind of question season was that? two that the big theme of the season in one word was responsibility, which oh. I absolutely think paid off in terms of how they did the episodes. You should have told us that. That seems important. I'm sure I did at some point. It, doesn't, then, it seems like this is the first time you're mentioning it. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm telling you now about season three. It's all about family. So I think it doesn't just mean the locks. I think it also means the Gideons and their line leading up to Josh. And Gracie. So I, and what? Gracie, <laughs> like, the newest yeah, member yeah, of the family. Gracie. The ancestors of Gracie. Yeah. Yep. The old Model T Gracie. Yeah. Gracie's uh, grandfather, the bicycle. A Labrador mm. Retriever. They're related, right? Dogs and cars. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. We got to Nobody we gotta rides dogs. That's in your head. Okay. How people do ride dogs, though, Pete. I can't. I have to stop you there. <laughs> I did see what? a guy when I was uh, coming back from he walking on Sunday school dogs. this very morning. He stood with the dog between his legs, and I wanted to be like, what are you doing? Riding that dog, buddy? But wow. I didn't know wow. him, so I didn't say it. You are one comment away from getting in a dad fist fight. <laughs> I would have just punched you. I wouldn't have said shit to you. So other notes from the episode we should chat about. Obviously, we can talk about speculation for season two based on that ending there, which I know we've touched on a little bit already. But were there any other scenes you wanted to call out or character arcs? Uh, one thing I'm amazed by is how uh, Duncan had time to work on that car when the world was falling apart around him. That car was junk. Like Sometimes two episodes you ago. need something to kind of, you know, work on why the world's falling apart around you, dude. Okay. Okay. I just think, you know, maybe focus on the game, Dunk. Well, I'm sure if you walked upstairs, your kids are probably like lighting something on fire right now. You know what I mean? But like you took time to do this podcast. So like, you know. Are we getting that. at Wait, the, the are you is the podcast the car in this situation? Yes. I'm Duncan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for fixing up our podcast, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate hey. it. The time Happy you put in it. here really makes a big, big difference. This <laughs> yeah, see, I can't tell that it's in podcasting cars now. <laughs> oh, this is rough. Let's talk about the ending, though, and everything that happens with Eden. What are your big theories, if anything, for season three at this point? What do you want to see? Uh, well, I do think road now that trip. we've got sort of full family, I don't think we're going to see the road trip. I think we're going to come back. Tyler coming back. You. Um, and he's going to not know he's in the Nina position now, um, potentially, unless I feel like they will unlock him with the memory key. But um, it, that puts and he's going to come back to a changed uh, family. Things are going to be different no matter what. We don't maybe Captain Gideon has already been up to some things or it's something where they're going to find that uh, Captain Gideon has been running rampant. The echo key, I think, is technically still in the, the door to Wellhouse, right? Mm. So that's going to be a big clue that something happened here. 
And if they um, happen to find um, Eden's corpse or if Eden crawls out <laughs> and is like, hey, I made another big mistake. Uh, but I like the moment we get at the end of this episode where Eden knows the demon in mm-hmm. Gideon. Uh, so when you, it's funny you mentioned family, Alex. Maybe there's some uh, demonic family uh, we're going to be connected Ooh. with as well. I do think that's something they could get into in a big way in season three, potentially, is we don't know much about that dimension or what is going on there. That could point to, like we've talked about, exactly what happened with Ellie when she was behind the black door, how she was not chock full of demons. So if they know each other, if they have personalities, if they have rankings, uh, seems like he was potentially in charge based on what Eden is talking about. So if there is some sort of hierarchy there, it would be very fascinating to explore that in some way. Okay, so here's here's uh, uh, what I would love to see in season three. Okay, first off, you got Bodie, Jamie, and Lucas all hanging out, like just having a great time, being young kids, you know, just kind of getting into normal trouble. Uh, but Lucas? then you have Kin- Kinsey, you Rufus? Rufus, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, and then you have Kinsey visiting Scott in Rochester and having the great time. And, you know, you kind of get a tour of Rochester and, and cool places to eat around there. And then maybe uh, Tyler just drives by. You know what I mean? Like he kind of like, you know, so he in gets some car shots. Yeah, yeah. He's on a sick <laughs> He road takes trip. his car to England? As you would. If you're going to go, you might as well take your car. Um, and then <laughs> Actually, no one really thinks that. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot the of people are talking are, about I, the, t- you know, no, the tube in England and different. A, uh, that doesn't connect to Massachusetts for one. <laughs> Two you, cars, very different. Other side of the street, steering wheel on the other side. Yeah, you, you drive know, the whole, from uh, like they film in Nova Scotia, so you can drive from Nova Scotia over to Iceland you. and Greenland, over thank to you. Norway, I think, and then down to the UK. Yeah. Just there yeah, that's, that's, there's an ice road. The if ice you just road keep truckers. taking lefts, uh, you'll make it there. That's what <laughs> yeah, Alex said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of so. just keep turning left, and you mm-hmm. can get to England. Um, and then it's uh, you know it's a, just a road trip season where they kind of bounce around all over England together and have a great time. Hmm. That's what I want to see in season that three. Oh, and also Nina dates anybody but Evil Josh. <laughs> Well, that was the ravings of a madman. Uh, <laughs> Alex, what predictions do you have? Uh, like I said, I think finding out more about the demon dimension, I think uh, Frederick Gideon is going to be a crazed madman. Like we already know, he is a sadistic human being with a demon in him. It's going to be even worse. But one thing I'm very curious to see that they haven't done yet, like one trick from the book, was a very big plot point that I'm wondering if they're going to go for. And this is a huge spoiler for the book, so don't listen if you haven't read them. But Bodhi gets infected with the demon who is inside of Dodge. That's most of the final volumes of what happens in Alpha and Omega in the books. We haven't seen that, and we haven't seen any of the Locke Nor family. do we want to. It's awful. Like, absolutely, yes. purposely awful and intense and gut-wrenching to do. Yes. watch Evil Bodhi. But I wonder if we could get something like that. I don't know. That Stop. feels like the next escalation of these demons versus the locks is one of them infecting a member of the family. That's the worst possible case scenario. I think that's a hundred percent, um, a great call. And especially with the fact that we, we're alluding to some birds in this season. Birds mm-hmm. play a, a, a sort of a noticeable role with revealing the angel key and then surprising Dodge from flying in. Like, 
that bird that flies in and alerts Gabe Dodge that the locks are about to push him into Wellhouse, I'm like, that's the bird that uh, Bodhi befriends in the comic books. Yeah. Um, when he's flying around. So, like, um, I think that's a 100% a great call. I bet we will get that as a plot point. And that is going to be gut wrenching to see. Yeah. Uh, I did want to just kind of say, like, uh, as someone who read the books, like, seeing the angel oh, key. You read the books? <sighs> Wow, uh, big admission between the last episode because the last episode we were talking about how you had never read them before you were coming. That's to, not to, that's not true clean. at all. So did um, you just and like while we're confessing, them? while we're confessing things, I drive um, the Gracie the uh, Hyundai Cilantro. I think that's what it is um, for many just to get a feel because I believe you shouldn't in, be allowed to completist. go near Gracie with that kind of bullshit. I, Justin's constantly offering to give me rides back from the bean factory where we both work, and I can't because the car smells like dirt to me. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, so uh, seeing the angel key and then like uh, Kinsey uh, angel slap Gabe was really just unbelievable, like just absolutely magical. So it was uh, it was very it was very cool to see. There was so many just like in this last episode, so many amazing moments. Uh, They really did a great job with this season. Uh, It made, made it rewarding to watch. Yeah, Alex came into work the other day and was like, he was late because he saw a car accident. But turns out it was just two dogs bumping into each other. <laughs> it was awful. bunch of <laughs> bunch of dogger deckers, I like to call them. <laughs> uh, anyway, before we wrap up here, let's talk about the key moment in the episode, and I guess potentially going forward into season three. What was your key moment in the episode, Justin? Mm. Great question here i mean there's so many um sort of on the ground to uh but i guess looking forward um i think it's uh tyler's choice to not use the memory key uh to me is is a huge one and i think it's gonna make him um a bit more of the core protagonist uh, next season while this season it felt like kinsey was sort of where a lot of the action was spinning around i think next season him uh if it my prediction is right him returning to Keyhouse, sort of a different man a grown up um now not aware of the magic and having to unlock his memory to save his family i think will be will be very exciting to have a season that's fully dedicated to him pete what about you key moment um, I think the key moment is going to be uh, Scott getting the Hercules key uh, because, you know, going to college is fun, but having keys to like kind of wear and fuck people up with, I, I don't think you can walk away from that. So I think that uh, it might be Scott uh, might come back home. So I think that's uh, that's the key moment. Uh, I'm a little torn between two of them. I think bringing back Lucas is a huge, huge, huge moment, which really changes the dynamic for the show going forward in a big way. I'm very excited to see what happens with him. I don't think they'll just be like, well, walking back into the wellhouse and I won't exist anymore. I think he's going to be sticking around for a while. Going to go to school, maybe. And, you know, in, in the comic, Lucas um, and Kinsey date. Um, don't right. so like don't put that, that out could there. be a potential. Well, Scott's going to be away, like a don't. distance relationship. I don't Come know on, if Scott's ever... away. Come Lucas on. will play. 
That's yeah. awful. You, you're a piece of shit. And um, the other one, of course, is bringing back Captain Frederick Gideon, which sets him up as the biggest, baddest villain the show has had so far. That should be very excited to see. In he was spring. evil before the demon went in him. That's Terrible double guy. evil. No, and didn't like the locks, too. So he already I tell you, he, to pick with them. He's going to have problems if he walks around wearing that uh, jacket. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think here's my prediction. I think we're going to pick up in season three because it looks like he's walking into Matheson Academy. I think he's going to be the new history teacher. <laughs> I mean, there's a strong chance. And then be like, wow, Josh, you're very hot. Where'd you get those jeans? Wink. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> All right, folks, that is it for season two, but we're not done quite yet. We are going to have at least one more episode for you with a special guest. So stay tuned for that. Wink, wink, wink. And also down the road before season three, we expect that there's going to be a bunch of uh, volumes of Lock and Key. Potentially they'll be published. Lock and Key, the Golden Age is expected to be published next year. So whenever that happens, we'll definitely check in with that. And of course, any other Lock and Key things, I'll save the phrase for the end, but in the meantime, <laughs> patreon.com slash comic book club if you want to support the show Smooth. and all the shows we do. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast. Sure YouTube. do. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Lock and Key. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more at Lock and Key Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next time, keep it locked right here. There it is. Another day of work in the bean factory. (laughs) 